Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. As anniversaries go, this is one of the most painful anniversaries to remember. It's been a year already since the domestic debt exchange. Many of us were hit hard. And as you know, it's been one of those challenging periods for people who invest. The investment community, investor community, have taken a big hit. It's been one year. But what has been its impact? There's a reason why the government wanted to do this. The economy was on its knees. The debt stock was ballooning. We were going to the IMF. We had to bring our debt back into check. And so we had it for something that we've never done before, the domestic debt exchange. So have we achieved the objectives that we set for ourselves as a country when we embarked on this and inflicted pain on pensioners, on the middle class? And it was a fear that was expressed by the uh, majority leader, Chairman Sabongsu. And this DDEP... I was going to wipe out the middle class. Okay, so we're going to look. Those fears that were expressed at the beginning of the, of the process, have they materialized? We are all wiser now looking back. Many did not participate, but many still did participate. So, first of all, the objectives that have been achieved. The fears that we expressed at the beginning of this, have they materialized? And if not, okay, where do we go from here? But most importantly, how do we ensure we do not come back to this? Right? And I'll show you at the end that in some countries, they went through this phase and they had to return to another form of DDEP. Let's remind you how we came 
to this point. The finance minister was clear that this has been successful. Has it been successful? We're going to look at the real numbers. And my guest is joining me to drill down. It is important because if we don't do an assessment of this, that's a problem with us. We always return to the fundamental problems that we deal with on a daily basis. Why? Because we do not take time to take stock. So we're going to do that today. And just so we refresh our memories a bit, as you may know, the DEP, the estimated cost was, was pretty severe. And we had the Treasury, uh, the, the Treasury bonds, Esla bonds going in there, estimated loss of some $12.4 billion, USD-dominated local bonds, some $7.2 billion. Uh, the losses were, were all over the place. And cocoa bills also, uh, $4.5 billion. But the Bank of Ghana loss is the one that jumps at you because you see that unprecedented loss that the Bank of Ghana recorded. They blamed it on the domestic debt exchange. And you see the numbers here are, are pretty startling indeed. And you see the pensions had no haircut, but indeed they fought very hard. So this is not something that they had to bear. And you remember their, their insistence that they wanted an exemption uh, from this process and they wanted a hard written signed document to back that and they got that also and they estimated gain uh, to government loss to bondholders is some 60.8 billion that's how much government had taken from our pockets over the period indeed and so this is not no joke for people and the people are going to have to bear this over time and one of the things that we need to assess now confidence at novavax we want to make sure you have all the facts and the fact is There are different types of COVID-19 vaccines available. So if you're thinking about getting an updated vaccine, ask your doctor or pharmacist about the options available to you so you can make an informed choice. Find out more at WeDoVaccines.com. That's WeDoVaccines.com. This message was brought to you by Novavax. In the market is one of those things that we need to assess tonight. Is the market about to recover? Can it ever recover? In the confidence that we had in government bonds, in, in going to the, into the market and putting our monies that we've saved to invest, right? Is that back? Can it ever be regained? And we're going to look at that because for me, that is a very fundamental point indeed. And those who work in the financial sector, this really was a hard-breaking experience for them because people simply lost trust. Remember that we're coming on the back of the banking sector restructuring. Many people lost money there. We lost faith in the banking sector. And then through hard work, through a lot of um, you know, restructuring that we saw, banks started you know, regaining the confidence of people. And then the domestic debt action hit. And now, as you see here, if we look at the old bonds at the time that we started this, the proposals were on the table. The, the old bonds were going to go for 19.1%, and I was holding one, and I was, I was somewhere there. And then we're going to give us something in the region of 9.1%. And that started the protest here. We actually still have on the one I said, now I'll show you the, the desk that I use to present PM Express. There's a, there's a significant crack in the glass that, you know, decks that particular desk. You know why happened? What happened on that? Um, my good friend, Senor Jose, was here on this very matter when it was proposed that you're going to take that significant haircut. And he just could not control it. He hit his, his, his hands so firmly on the desk, he broke the glass. And that's how bad it was at the beginning. Let's, let's recall that. Uh, indeed, it, it is one of those things that 
an experience in our time that we will tell our, our, our children for, for a very long, long time to come indeed. Of course, then the pensioners also came in with theirs. Also, theirs will, of course, stay the same, but they wanted a clear exemption there. We saw the U.S. Uh, local bonds also uh, had, to be, had to be brought into the picture uh, with, with these figures there. Everybody was going to take a bit of a, a, bit of a cut there. And uh, I remember at one point, the fear was if you don't put your money in, if you don't exchange, you are not unable to trade the old bonds. was fear that we, we had. What was going to happen to your, to your old bonds? Were they going to become useless? You may possibly lose your money. Government was not able to pay you. It was, it, it was chaotic. But as we've seen, government has successfully paid uh, the coupons over time. And the confidence is they will continue to pay. But that's another question we need to ask uh, my guests when they join me. How confident are we that government can keep paying these coupons when they fall due, but also those who, the coupons that mature, uh, can they pay the principals? And that, that's a key point also that we'll explore just to see if that restores the confidence in the market. Look at the Bank of Ghana hit. The Bank of Ghana hit was, was quite significant indeed, and which, of course, for 15 years, uh, they, they will have to you know, work around how to get this back. But one of the things that also um, some civil society and the economists have said is that the, Ghana, the government's target as against what was actually exchanged. If you look at the numbers, all of them was above 90%. But in terms of the real value, government didn't quite get what they wanted. And so you, they kept on coming back with different forms of the domestic debt exchange. Initially, as you know, the uh, pension funds were not part of it, but they brought them into the picture also because they wanted to make up for their inability in the first round of DDEP to get exactly what they wanted, right? As you see there, the local bonds, the target was $109 million, they got $742 million. That's 91%. 91% is pretty high, uh, but in terms of how radical they had to be to meet the IMF targets, we need far more. Cocoa bills were also brought into the picture, uh, $7.9 billion. They got this. But I wanted to pay attention to the Bank of Ghana one. The target was $70.9 billion. They got exactly that, 100%. That is what the Bank of Ghana say. They took the bulk of the hit, so the economy will survive. Is that really the case? And that's, if that's the case, how is the Bank of Ghana going to recover from this over time? This has been talked about quite a bit uh, this year. If you look at the amount exchange in all, $203.7 billion. That's a lot. That's 94%. But how is this good for us in terms of our, our debt stock? And that is the, the part that I want to take you to next. Because if you look at it, under the domestic debt exchange, we are so piling on debt. At the beginning of the domestic debt exchange, we're at $446.3 billion. That's the public debt, right? As of September, we're now at 567. So we've piled on one to one billion more debt. But the whole idea of the domestic debt exchange was to put us in a place where our debt is manageable. So what does this mean for us, by the way, and the effectiveness of the DDEP, considering the pain that people had to, had to endure? And I look at the public uh, debt, the comparison in billions. Again, you look at, at the beginning, what's that? The domestic you know, debt exchange you know, shows you the picture there. Look at the private sector. The private sector is interesting because people just stopped the banks. They stopped loaning uh, money to people. And that's why you see the negative there. Um, you know, the banks, were, they preferred rather short-term investments over extending the credit. And they were putting their money into the T-bills, the which, by the way, we'll see the finance minister say it is that which they're going to be using uh, to finance government 
uh, a expenditure going forward. And this is a very important point, that the, the, the residual net domestic financing uh, will amount to what they call $61.4 billion, right? That's represents some 99.3% of the total finance of the 2024, which is, which is quite interesting. So what it means is that they're going to be sourcing from the issuance of debt at the short end of the domestic market. We're talking about treasury bills. So you can realistically expect that the treasury bill rates may not go down as much, right? Because where are the avenues for borrowing? It's closed. And again, another question we need to ask tonight, when can we realistically expect to go back to the markets? When can you expect that the government can issue bonds again, that we can trust, that we can put our money in? I'm not talking about the bonds that we exchange. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about bonds that are not related at all to this. And will you be confident enough to say, I'm going out there to buy government bonds? And what would that take to bring that confidence back? Those are big questions about the survival of the entire financial system going forward. But a Jamaica example has often been excited. They, they said they were successful when they first did the DDEP in 2010. But by the time that they were unable to deliver on, on, the, on the, rest, the fiscal restraint, they had to go back to it um, three years down the line. It reached approximately 147% of GDP. I'm talking about that. And that is what we need to watch. The fact that we have done a year of DDEP. It doesn't mean that we are out of the woods just yet. And I need to ask that question when we sit for a conversation. The second DDEP in Jamaica was 2013 because it became absolutely necessary for them to return to it. How do we ensure that the pain that we've taken over the last one year does not return because some way, somehow, government, considering an election year, was not disciplined enough and possibly in 2025, we should not be returning to this pain when it, unless government takes over. That's a conversation we need to have after the break. I guess we'll chip in. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? 
so cool, so clean. My newfound love and buddy, Aquadot Natural Mineral Water, made under strictly hygienic conditions with modern technology to ensure your quality. With Aquadot Natural Mineral Water, your safety is at heart. For bulk purchase, call 0257-205656 or 0559-765777. You can also visit us at Hatcho Ecomob Accra or Dotlanoi Limited. Hatcho Rabbit, Aquadot Natural Mineral Water. This advert is FDA approved. And this is when they share comfort, teaching hospital. The only one who ya kurakura ni bia enso de adru de agensem escuchas ese rugido sientes la experiencia de poder la emoción de la libertad ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura nueva ram 1500 hecha para vivir ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC wa kunyasi bisisi ya resabie mana fan en toma pa frebio mana sebebia Essasini pa kokojia ya nche. Yura asantengene. Otunfo osetutu abebiu. Ede ye na koma so ade. Se ye be sisiji. Ama na chen kanini mpo. Enda ni chira ye wo se fiti ase ne ye. So. En enne o ma mesi di ba ko maje. O ma me hondes is maje. Achira meza maje. So ye de egum na ye yenza be pe ga. So. Asma dey to say this mommy and say the and Every day, people have money emergencies. I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, chop money. Emergency. 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 Catch it. Time your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes to Lewis! Oh! Do not say! That's who goes for. What a five champions me. You want to do? I'll be the real goat. Sam, what's the real goat? My life is a decision. Who is the goat? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. Yes. Smell a lot. Oh my God! Oh, that shit. You two, they lie, eh? Now they say you when they use Google Lens, and then they go put them for talk. Oh, hey! You are lying. Oh! Not your love. Oh! Not your love. Oh!
body yeah. from a guy. Put your papa in the jail. Put some respect on the goat. On the goat. The only goat I know lives in Tama. Every year, we they give to you back. We are talking about beauty. I want to hear the other face. be the goat, huh? My guy, him be the goat. Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumobitis always brings us together. Alumo, experience greatness in every moment. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. Kumasi or Sacrum. Stand up. Rattray Prime brings to you another unforgettable night of music and celebration. This is the biggest concert on the music calendar. This year is the Night with the Stars 2023 featuring the maestro Kojoe G. Kofi all on one stage, a dozen stop also performing is the ladies' man, Team Promise. And Kitty, the girls' damn sugar. Girls, girls wanna have fun. It's one big stage featuring these stars. Kojoenki, Kofi Kinata, Aquabwa, Team Promise, and Kitty. It's all happening on Christmas Day, 25th December, 2023, at the Rattray Pack. Rate 200 cities regular and 300 cities VIP. I love FM and Shura FM. Call phone station and hold you right about Rattray Pack. Poku Trading and all Absa Bank branches. For table reservation, just call 020-601-8820. Night with the Stars 2023. You have no reason to excuse your Yourself. This event is brought to you by Rotary Park Media Projects Love and Enshrine FM is powered by Logi Entertainment. Night with the Stars 2023. The Night with the Stars. Does managing your health care feel like a full-time job? Bounced from one doctor to the next? All the forms, the bills, the nada bills, the... Press forward and repeat these options. Does health care have to be this way? At Kaiser Permanente, all of us work together to make health care easier. And with integrated care and coverage, all you have to do is focus on your health. Learn more at kp.org, Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States Incorporated, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Wendy's Peppermint Frosty and Frosty Cream Cold Brew make the perfect gift for anyone in your life. Especially for you. Yeah, this year you're sitting on your own lap and getting yourself what you want. Finally. And now every day this season, unlock 20% off your total when you get any small, medium, or large Frosty in the Wendy's app. So order something from your own wish list this year. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's with app offer and registration. Applies to menu items only. Taxes and fees excluded. Das is sponsored by Jungle Energy Drink. No fear. After a year of pain inflicted by the DDEP, tonight we take stock here on PM Express. Always brought to you by Syntex Tank. It is strong, it is tough. Alumobites experience greatness in every moment. Ghana AIDS Commission and Syntex Tank is the tank for you. It is the first to introduce the double-layer uh, tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. 
Syntex Sciences first we introduce the white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and we now introduce you to the customer specs order, which lets you order uh, in the color and size of preference. Syntex Sciences gives you the longest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you in Ghana. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex Tanks. We have agents across the country. 0244-335-168. Shop online at syntexgh.com. A strong, a tough. My guest joining me, Professor William Kwesi Pepra, is Associate Professor of Finance at the Andrews University in Michigan. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Uh, Dr. Idola Nuyengchi, um, I'm grateful that he can join us. He was really in the thick of it all. His group, the Pensioner Bondholders Forum, were really very vocal. They took a bit of the pain. They had to stand in the sun. They protested. A year on, was the assessment of this period? And the sacrifices that they've had to make, are they confident that it's yielding the right results now and can sustain the economy going forward? I'm, I'm interested to hear his thoughts. Dr. Theophilus Champon is a political risk analyst and also joins us on this. And I want to start with you, uh, Dr. Edu Ananiyemchi. If you look back a year on, have the objectives been achieved? The objectives for which you have to stand the sun and fight so hard, your members took a lot of the hit. Um, negotiating, and ha do you feel that it was worth it, looking back now a year on? Please unmute for me. Yes, thank you very much so. It was a worthy fight or struggle, if you want it, between. Uh, and we, if you look back, you realize that, yes, you had to do that and uh, whatever we achieve, that's what we set up our minds to do. Uh, that our focus was to get that uh, total exemption, which I, I call issuer's exemption, and we got it. So for us, uh, when we look back, it was a difficult thing. Uh, for us, as for that, uh, we went through what we ordinarily wouldn't have liked to go through. But it was worth uh, going through uh, such a situation to get uh, finally get our exemption. So let me say it's it's it was a good fight and, mm. and worth fighting. I mean, Dr. Champon. So the objectives for which Dr. Donnie and his colleagues fought for, for which some of us took a hit uh, and others obviously did not because they didn't participate. Looking back at Yon, have we achieved the objectives for which the government imposed the DDEP? Dr. Champon? Yes, uh, good evening. Yes, I, I think the objectives have been partly uh, achieved. Um, the domestic debt exchange was just one of a series of interventions that the government had to make. So remember that we're still yet to finalize the external debt restructuring. But if you look at it as a story of two halves, and the first half being the domestic debt exchange, then largely you can actually see uh, the improvements in some of the core debt indicators. So like in the 2024 budget, as of September this year, we're seeing the debt to GDP come down to about 66%. And then it's also created some room or fiscal room for the government to undertake some other sort of priority expenditure. If you look at it from that perspective, you could argue broadly at the macro level that some of the objectives have been uh, achieved. 
Um, and there's still more to be done on the external debt restructuring front to, to complete that. But of course, there's a trade-off, and the trade-off which people like, um, you know, the, the pensioners and the likes went on the street and protested, really, is that we've seen the economic growth or this, the recovery being relatively slower than we should uh, be have been expecting. Um, we've seen, of course, the impact on the on the banking and the financial sector, and even on credit provisions. So you look at uh, paragraph 117 of page 29 of the budget, and the government uh, says that quotes that uh, outstanding credit to private and public sectors declined sharply during the period uh, under review due to increased risk aversion of banks partly induced by the impact of the domestic debt exchange program on the bank's, you know, balance sheet. So that is the trade-off that people have had to uh, go with. But if again, if you look at it broadly in terms of what the government set out to do, you can argue that on the debt front, yes, uh, they have achieved that, but that would not be complete if you don't restructure and we get a deal very soon on the external debt front. Okay, so stay with me. And, and, and Prof. Pipra, what's your, what's your take on that? Do you agree with that verdict, that the objectives have been achieved? I mean, um, thank you very much, Ivan, and good evening to your viewers. So um, if you ask me, um, I see that DDEP um, was a conditioned precedent to IMF coming into Ghana. So that was the main objective. I'm sure the government itself wouldn't have liked to do that. But when the government accepted to place a call to IMF, they needed to fulfill certain requirements. And one of them was to ensure that um, we have this domestic debt exchange program. So on that front, we've seen that, yes, indeed, it was done. And it has paved way for Ghana to receive the first um, tranche, which is the $600 million that came in. Then under the second front for me that I've noticed is the it caused a reduction in interest payment. Um, so this is also very significant. As um, Dr. Thiel mentioned, it reduced some um, cash flow burdens on the government. Then the third objective that I think government have benefited from this is also um, having the maturity period change. Um, from the data you presented, I mean, most of the instruments that were existing were going to be matured in 3.8 months, in t- three years and eight months, and now it has been restructured to about eight years. Yeah. So government will have that um, room. Um, so in, from that angle to government, they have been able to achieve that. Um, the, 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 the flip side is that um, it has worsened the uh, situation for investors especially domestic investors, because um, they have to give in um, to lose expected interest or income, and then they may have to also change their lifestyle. And this has not ended. A lot of investors are still um, weeping because of um, this particular issue. So in, in, as far as government has have had the benefit to get IMF to come in, the flip side is that investors are not very happy, and this has probably um, weakened the confidence in the financial sector. If you look at the banks themselves, the financial industry, um, most of them were not prepared, uh, but 
their board, they were not in terms of their um, um, financial planning or budget. It came as a shock to them because it happened. The call came around December, and they had to negotiate with the government to to move it to um, the first quarter of 2020, 2022. So. These issues became very, very challenging for, for, for the financial industry. Um, we've noticed it is not only the central bank that post, um, brought in provision for losses, but we realized that a lot of the financial institutions also had to make in the provision and recognize their losses per the IFRS standard. So just to, to, to end it, yes, government probably have achieved their aim getting IMF to come in, but it has caused, it has brought in a lot of problems for investors in Ghana. I'm just only looking at from the domestic debt exchange. External um, investors are also going, are having a discussion and they are also going to have their own um, way of dealing with the issue. And, and the, that fundamental question comes on the back of what both of you have said there. So you both agree the government had achieved the objectives. But Dr. Donorinchi, at what cost? Well, as for the costs, it will always be there. Uh, and and I, I always say that uh, maybe we, would have, we could have reduced whatever costs that we have incurred now if uh, the whole program has started with uh, the right negotiation with uh, all creditors. You, you recognize that government is negotiating with the foreign creditors. This is exactly what we should have done with uh, local creditors. And I think if we have gone through that process and gone through it well, maybe the costs would have uh, not been as much as we are having now. So that's also one uh, key uh, uh, lesson that I think policymakers uh, should, should, should take on board. So that next time when we are going through some of these things, we do the negotiations and do it well let people understand what is happening. And you get a buy-in. When you get a buy-in, uh, I think we would have moved faster than this. People were thinking that we're running uh, very fast, mm. leave a negotiation behind. But I tell people that, yes, because you didn't negotiate from initially, you come back two, three times. You go, you come back, you go, you come back. But if you have negotiated, Maybe if you have taken even two months to do the negotiation and finish with the negotiation, then you come in and you have the buy-in. You would have even moved faster than this, uh, you know, rather than forcing to move fast. Then you go and you come back, you go, you come back, you go, you come back before you realize the time that you have spent going and coming back, if you had, you would have used just a little uh, less than half of that time to, to, to do the right negotiation, uh, to avoid all these things that we went through, getting these elderly people to go and be picketing and all that, uh, creating an image that is not good for, uh, for all of us. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and Dr. Trey Chompo, the government have achieved their objectives. And when I asked about the cost, 
there's also a cost, as we've just had there articulated by Professor Pepra. The cost to the financial sector, the cost to investor confidence, um, as where we are. What's your assessment of that? Is that the biggest cost yet to the DDEP? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a cost, um, and it's a cost that um, is going to take some time for the banks, uh, the financial sector, and even other institutions to sort of um, make do on header to those um, interests and things that they were um, enjoying before. I remember that as we speak, even the proposed financial sector stability fund I only read a few days ago that it's only just started. But again, that is just a fraction of what the banks and the financial institutions are required, you know, in a way to make them whole, right? So there's still a lot of losses that a number of these banks are um, writing down on their books. And it would take probably a a year or two before, you know, you begin to see that uh, begin to ripple too. But for me, I think the biggest thing really is on the issue of the availability of credit mm-hmm. to all sector of the economy from, from sort of where I say that if you have this dumping confidence and banks are having to write off, you know, these heavy uh, losses on their books and all of that, ultimately you begin to feel it in terms of credit availability. And the government itself recognizes this in uh, what I indicated the uh, uh, the budget it's when that that was read on paragraph one one seven page twenty nine where they talk about risk aversion happening within the banks, but to the extent that it is now affecting both the public and the private sector, and if credit availability or call it liquidity broadly begins to hamper these you know critical um, sectors, then ultimately you're going to suffer in terms of growth. Um, in terms of spending, um, even overall livelihood. So that's one sort of bigger macro cost that uh, one should um, take into account. But that's the pain or the trade-off that we we should have um, or we did uh, factor into the uh, the calculations. Um, quickly, um, I think yes, uh, Williams also talked about the the maturity extension, which which is great. Um, just a little point there for me is that after you kick the can um, down the road, so if you look at like the first leg of the the DDEB, the average maturity rightly is moved from four to about eight years. Um, but the the debt will still be there; it's still compounding. You've been able to bring down the coupon rate. If you work out the numbers, it's all now contingent, importantly, your debt metrics on how fast your economy is able to grow and therefore the ability to bring your debt to GDP, debt to export and all those things, you know, down. And I think really the emphasis now going forward for GDP and potentially with the restructuring of the external debt is how do we grow this economy much faster in a way that creates jobs, sustainable jobs, in a way that reduces poverty and inequality. Uh-huh. But and I wonder, Doc, and to, to what extent, numbers. on that point you make about growth, what, to, how, how has the DDP impacted that and our ability to actually grow? 
Oh, if you look at the projections that the government made, so you can go back to the 2023 original budget, the growth numbers and the revisions that subsequently we had to, to do to bring them down. And at one point where we're projecting what almost 2.83% or so uh, growth for, uh, for, that was for last year. And then again, this year, uh, some of the numbers, you've seen a bit of an uptick, but it's still nowhere near the levels that pre-DDEP we were even projecting we would have grown. So clearly you can see some hits on, on that front. But then the important thing I think going forward is being able to sustain you know, that growth. Because even with the case of your um, external debt restructuring, if you get there, what the Zambia example has shown us in the last few weeks is that you can have two or three different scenarios, but these are all dependent. Your debt servicing or debt carrying capacity is dependent on how fast your economy is able to grow. So in Zambia's case, if your economy doesn't grow as much as you want, you're going to pay about 1% interest up to 2036. If the economy picks up much better, you pay a lot more. It goes up to about 4% uh, in, in, that, in that manner. Okay. And Dr. Donald Lynch, I want, I want you to... Yes, please. Yeah, let me uh, talk about the costs. Okay. Um, so we we noticed that um, there it cost us to have a lot of project hanging, uncompleted projects. Um, one historical cost that is going to leave a very long time with the current this current government and the party is the issue of haircut. It is an intangible cost that is going to brand the new patriotic party for taking this decision. This cost, if it's not managed very well, it is going to be a very big blow to them in the upcoming election. So it is something that it needs to be handled very, very well. Quantitatively, we, we, we can talk about the macro figures, but the qualitative cost to the party itself for taking this decision is something they must have to find a way to work around it. You remember in 2020, when the advice was given to the government to seek help or reduce their expenditure lifestyle, Pastor Bobkin talked about it, to slow down or reduce the expenditure to, for us to live within our means, we did not. So the consequence or the cost it is not just only the quantitative cost we are talking about, but the qualitative cost that may live a very long time with this, the new patriotic party is going to be very detrimental. Now, everybody is going to mention upon what political party that we, we heard the, the word haircut. So this cost is, is going to really um, um, be with them unless maybe another party comes and they find themselves in this kind of situation. Yeah, um, so, and, and that is a very important point. I want to bring in Dr. Nunanju on that point. That question about haircut, that's why you fought, you fought so hard uh, to get the government to give you the exemption. This is your area. What has this done to, and Tio Champon started on this. I want you to, because this is, you used to be the former head of the SEC. What has this done to the securities market? I mean, and our confidence in that sector. Do you ever foresee a time when we will come back to the place where we trust government bonds 
were told they were risk-free. That is no more. Can that ever recover? Well, well, well let, let me first uh, uh, say a little thing about this haircut. I've said that maybe Ghana, we are using what I call technical knockout. <laughs> and so we think all knockouts are knockouts. But technically, haircut is when you have lost part of your principal. You, you lend one million to government, and government says, I am caught. I can pay you only 800. That means your 200 is not coming. But in Ghana, we have taken haircut to be any loss of income, whether it's from even interest uh, coupon, we call it haircut. So let, let's get that, that, that thing clear. Ghana has, uh, we have, I have said that we, I will call that technical haircut, not the ordinary haircut. But coming back to the, the issue of what is going to happen to the market, and I have always been saying that that is a public confidence, the confidence in the market must be restored. Uh, we go through all this, just like uh, uh, capital market or stock market uh, 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 crash. Sometimes certain things will happen and the market will crash. But the market doesn't stay at that crash level forever. It picks up again. And you must ensure that you do what is needful to ensure that the market will pick up. What, what must we do? What must we do? Yes, and that is why when government wasn't paying the coupons, I kept on saying that after you have done this, you must try and ensure that you are paying coupons and principals when they are due to enable people to realize that, well, you went into a problem. Now you have come out of the problem and you are servicing your debt as and when it is due. That will help in restoring public confidence. But when you have done it, and still you are unable to make the payment, then you are destroying the little confidence that is, that, is, that, 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 that is there. So now that government has started and is paying regularly the coupons and the principals that are, comes, uh, come, out every, come up every day or every week, that will help in restoring the public confidence. But don't, don't also forget that it is not only the government bonds market that people have challenges. These funds that are also locked up in the whole financial industry, it's a key thing that is affecting the total confidence of Ghanaians in the financial market, not only on, in government bonds, but in all financial market instruments. Because if people have invested their funds into all these savings and loans and uh, 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 finance houses, and they cannot get their money back. That is a key challenge to financial market stability. And I always say that when people are talking about that there's banking stability, if you say banking stability, fine. But if you tell me there's financial market stability, we don't have it. Okay. Once people's money are locked up in the same financial market, you can't say this market has stability. People should be able to go into this market and come out anytime they want. That is stability. You go in at the time you want. You Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? 
Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir Tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCIUS LLC Come out at the time you want But don't when you have gone in And you can't come out because your money is locked up And then people are just talking about Financial stability, no We wouldn't have financial stability until all these issues are resolved. So after the bonds, uh, government bonds, the next thing that we have to do is to ensure that all these local funds in the financial market are returned to investors. Then we can uh, build back confidence in this uh, uh, market. Otherwise, all this talk about financial stability will be ruinous. We wouldn't have that stability because people still fear putting their money not only in the government uh, bonds, but also in the other uh, sectors of the yeah. financial industry. Mm. But you're confident we can recover? Yes, we can recover. Markets okay. behave like that. Okay, good. Uh, if, you, if you look at the, 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 the world stock market, uh, there's crash, there's always crash. It comes, you crash, but you, 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 you are able to come back. Okay, good. I mean, I'm going to take a quick bit. When I return, I need to assess this. One effect of the domestic debt exchange and government's inability to, to borrow and for us to lend to it is that they've gone to the short-term market. I mean, the, as he, I illustrated there, the finance minister, they're relying almost exclusively on the treasury bills. Is that sustainable going forward? And I want to get my, my panelists' thoughts on, on how sustainable that is. But... Most importantly, considering the pain that DDEP had inflicted, the gains that we have made over the last one year, as has been eloquently illustrated that we've achieved our objectives, will that sustain us going into 2025? And I want to look there because as we see in Jamaica and elsewhere, it's not the fact that you've succeeded in doing it once doesn't mean that you can necessarily say you are out of the woods. So I want to pick your thoughts when we return on that. And then finally, the fears that were expressed at the beginning of this whole DDEP, last year by this time, pensioners were crying, individual bondholders were crying, there was almost an impending doom and gloom. Did it materialize? Were they all found and justified? I mean, a year on, possibly, were we just being alarmists? Join me after this. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working satisfying it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S. That is so true, my daughter. But it's further into spiral. That's not true. But why? Why? Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. 
Sintex gives you the biggest warranty, seven years. No matter your water needs, Sintex is the answer. Sintex Tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Ah, crazy pa. Don't somebody know me. Whiskey. Wash. All of a sudden, your voice are different. And when you try a call. Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey Whiskey. Shale, honey near their frow. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now she tastes me as smooth. And it goes down easy. Excuse me. Baman. Baman. Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey. Blended with natural honey flavor. Baman. Black Rock Whiskey. Tabby, the feel is smooth, Nasno. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of flamingo paint. As compared to other paint brands on the market, we take equal quantities of flamingo paint and this ordinary paint we then dilute them with water and now let the test begin the gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the flamingo superior paint as you can clearly see flamingo has the obvious better hiding furthermore flamingo has painted a much larger area you know one bucket of flamingo paint is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market. Flamingo paint is made with superior formulation to give superior durability, superior hiding, superior coverage. Flamingo paint, simply superior. And a year ago, by this time, government was just announcing that the DDEP was about to break out. It was about to be inflicted on us, and there was loud cries. Here in the studio, if you look closely, there's a significant uh, crack in the glass here. It was inflicted on this particular desk by a good friend of mine who was on the show with the individual bondholders who were alarmed, outraged, and even the prospect that they're going to lose part of the investment. They trusted the government, they gave the government the money, and our government says, I can't pay. And so you have to either take a haircut, and as we've explained uh, by, with the uh, Dr. Dona at that time, we're going to take a haircut, for real. I mean, you're going to possibly look part of your, uh, your, your capital, that you're, you're going to extend it, or you're going to obviously, it was 19%, you're going to get less than that. And it was complete chaos. I'll come to the question about whether this has all panned out. Whether we're just all being very alarmist and all our fears didn't quite pan out as, as we expected. But let me quickly go back to that fundamental question. A, a, a fundamental consequence of the DDEP and, and the crash that with the economy struggled and, and endured is that government is having to go to the, um, the treasury bond market now as this primary you know, market for, for getting money to, to run its affairs. And... William Pepper, tell me about what this means, though, for our economy. Is that even sustainable, Prof, considering how much government is, is borrowing from the Treasury market? 
So, um, even in the first place, um, this this strategy is a mismatch. Um, if government have a need for long-term projects, they may have to use long-term funding to pay for that kind of projects. So, the moment government is now using short-term financing or money market instruments or instrument that is due within one year to finance the country's operation, then it means that government will not be able to take on long-term projects. What government probably may be able to do is to rely, is to be able to take care of current needs, current operational needs. Um, the other side is that it, this brings in crowding effects. Private sector will be competing with government to get them funds. And the data has been shown by the central bank noticing that um, funds or, or banks are, low, are not lending more to um, companies. They prefer to, to give money um, to go into the treasury bill um, instruments. So this is what is going to happen. And when, um, but is that sustainable, Prof? It is not going to be sustainable. We may have to find a balance of still finding a way to ensure that we have a long-term funding coming in. And that is where we need to find out how the finance minister, the finance ministry, and the other team will be thinking about what can we do, though we are shut out from the external market, are there other avenues that we'll be able to bring in long-term financing? So there are a lot of strategies that I think that government can consider. Um, probably as they, they, we can share ideas with them. And then they have also the men, they said it. So we want to see what they need to do to, to make sure that they get a long-term financing coming in. Uh, we, we, for me, as an academic, I may talk about what is in the books, what has been done in the past, but they, they are there facing the reality. Um, they may have to be able to come out with they think that this will work for us, this will work for us. Yeah. And um, we've noticed that government is using the taxation approach to bring in revenues, but um, it's also have its effect. So the ultimate aim is that, as we have all been saying, government may have to find a way to slow down on certain projects, prioritize on certain actions or projects, and use the funds to meet the needs or short-term projects. Um, if you ask me, a project like the Agenda 111, which must be funded by long-term funding, can no more be funded using short-term financing instrument. Um, so the government may have to go in and look at that. Um, what can we do about them? I understand, I, I realize they said they are going to cut it to reduce the number, but they have already put in some monies into them, which they must have to go back and look at it. So, crowded out effect is one of them. Um, using the short-term financing for long-term fund, uh, short-term funding for long-term financing of government is not sustainable. Is not sustainable. And, 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 and Dr. Tui Champon, I want you to look into the crystal ball a bit for me. 2025, 20, to, be, to be more specific. Whatever pain that economy has endured, myself and everybody else who, you know, invested, for a reason. We're told we need to sacrifice. Okay. So in 2025, if you look in the crystal ball, is this sacrifice going to yield results in the way that we can say we are out of the woods because of all the sacrifices and pain that, you know, everybody else had to endure? So that we avoid the Jamaican, the Jamaican situation. 
contingent on a number of factors, some of which Williams uh, and uh, Dr. Duanani have talked about. But the other important factor here to complete the circle is what I mentioned earlier. You have to complete the um, external debt restructuring, uh, which is really, really, uh, for me, even more important than even the domestic debt, debt restructuring. Um, we've also got to keep you know, tabs on like uh, spending cut and all of that. I think in 2024, we probably would, on the basis of the data I've seen, we, we're going to be we're going to be fine. Um, but any new government that comes in 2025, you've got to restart the whole process pretty much all over again. Um, it's going to take about two years for us to see the full effect of the recovery within the within the within the the, the economy. And I say this because even when you look at the post DDEP um bonds the government listed or sold them at around nine percent right from 19. Uh. if you look at the interest rates now on the secondary markets for all the new bonds that were were sold uh they are now hovering around 19 percent yeah so it, it still tells you or shows you that you're only kicking the can down the road and people still don't trust the government as much so implicitly they are discounting you know uh, the the notes that that they took. So what this is telling me, we've been able to get some short-term relief from the pain, but there are some long-term actions that we must take on the revenue front, on the spending front. But I think the most important thing now going into next year uh, is really what happens on the external debt restructuring. Okay, and Dr. Donalinchi, I end with you. Considering how much doom and gloom we are, we anticipate at the beginning of the domestic debt exchange, a year on, were those fears founded? Were we justified to be to be all looking back? You say possibly we're just being alarmist. No, no, no. We we're all justified. If you had you were using average, let's say twenty percent or nineteen percent on your bonds, and the government said. It was not going to pay you any interest at all in the first year. And then subsequent years, we are going to get about 5% uh, increase to 5 point something, 5 point something, until it gets to about 19, over 12, 15 years. That, is not, that wasn't a joke, that you are going to suffer. So even when the uh, investors, that is a, uh, the investors who are below... 59 years, uh, uh, yes, 59 years, yeah. have gotten even 10%. That 10%, if you are getting 19, 20, it means half of your coupon uh, uh, income is gone off. Half is gone off. And inflation is there staring at you. So it wasn't a joke. Even after we have gotten this 10% for individuals, and 15% for pensioners who tended in their bond was still not a joke because you have lost part of your coupon. And inflation was going up, 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 and you were going down, down. So it wasn't a uh, uh, cry for just a non-existence uh, a problem that was not there. It was a real problem, and people are facing it. If you had... Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. 
la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.